Welcome to the Ministry at Scale podcast. I'm your host, Chad Williams. Today, we're going to hear how God has grown a ministry that has a passion for bringing kingdom resources to other ministries. They've grown to serve over 170 organizations in less than five years. That, folks, requires a lot of collaboration. And we love to see ministries collaborate. You know, one way that you can do that is being a part of our annual benchmark study. You'll learn from others. You'll see how your digital outreach compares to other ministries. To find out more, go to 5q.com slash benchmark. That's F-I-V-E-Q.com slash benchmark. They projected the movie on the side of a white cow. A, a cow? Yes. A live cow? Yes, I have a photo of it. <laughs> That's crazy. Welcome to the Ministry at Scale podcast. I'm your host, Chad Williams. Well, today I'm really excited to have Tessie DeVore with us. Tessie is president of the Bible Media Group, which brings the visual translation of the four Gospels. They provided that in hundreds of languages around the world. Tessie, so much, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you, Chad. It's an honor. So Tessie, first, can you just walk us through your life experience and how you've come to lead the Bible Media Group? Oh, boy. Uh, how long is this podcast? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, I will say that I'm a simple Cuban-American girl that grew up in mm -hmm. Puerto Rico. Um, and mm -hmm. But I really didn't give my life to the Lord till I was 21. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I just knew that it not only was it the real thing, but I remember saying that night, praying to God and saying, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to give you everything I got, but you better give me everything you've got. <laughs> and so far, oh. he, you know, so far we've been faithful to that deal. Hmm. Um, so really what happened was, honestly, I'll get to the point, is that doesn't happen until this is 21, mm -hmm. and what I thought I was going to do with my life, all of a sudden I realized that's not what you're going to do with your life. Mm. So I started then right out of college, because I graduated at 21, and I started mm -hmm. working for a publishing company called Life Publishers. Mm -hmm. um, they belonged to the Assemblies of God, and at the time they were yeah. huge yeah. internationally. And that's how I started. And the man that led the uh, life publishers at the time, his name is Bob Hoskins, okay. who is the founder of One Hope, the ministry One Hope. Uh -huh. And Bible Media Group is part of One Hope. Okay. okay. You get it. So it's, yeah. you know, it's an interesting connection. Yeah. Well, my relationship and my friendship with the Hoskins stayed for years, even though I only stayed at Life Publishers for four and a half years. Hmm. Things started to change. One hope was definitely, it was clear that a ministry was going to come out of this. The assemblies decided to sell part of Life Publishers. Hmm. And you get the point. And so after that, that's when I found myself living in Central Florida. And I started, I was working for Charisma Media. Charisma mm -hmm. House, mm -hmm. and I was there for 23 years. 
Wow. I became the executive vice president and the publisher of the book area. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome, really awesome. And then in 2016, the Lord started talking to me very clearly and my husband that mm-hmm. there was change coming and that something needed to happen. And I, I let go of everything I had known for 23 years mm. and came back to One Hope, working with the Hoskins, who are amazing. Mm-hmm. And Bible Media Group was birthed out of that. Okay, so Bible Media Group really has only been around since 2016. 2017, actually. 17. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and, and so what exactly is the mission or vision of Bible Media Group? So what we like to say is that um, Bible Media Group is by the kingdom for the kingdom. Hmm. And our passion is to distribute materials usually in the audiovisual you know space mm-hmm. but for free mm-hmm. like we don't you know our goal is to say to the church around the world here you go this is high quality and you don't need to pay a cent we just want to develop a relationship or a partnership with you where we communicate periodically so we know how the Lord is using the materials, but yeah. they're yours to use. Yeah. And so that, that is really our, yeah. that's our heartbeat. That's why we like to say by the kingdom for the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. So, so are, are most of the, what, what you distribute in the, like the, like the uh, video, video realm, or is it book publishing or what's the nature of the media that you're, so it, that you're yeah, distributing? It's, yeah. Right now, right now, it's def- it's the four gospels, uh-huh. which is the Lumo project, all visual, and we are finishing an Old Testament narrative. Hmm. It's gonna be it's called gonna be called the Covenant, uh-huh. and um, and there's a few other projects that we're planning on and working on and Great. navigating. Great. So it Great. just keeps growing. Well, the Lumo project, I, I looked through many of the videos and you're, you're right. It is very high quality and, and yet it, it sounds like it follows the actual narrative of scripture. Um, Correct. Correct. That's yeah. that, a, a big thing for us is that the kind of projects we want to, you know, work with are projects that are focused on Bible engagement. Mm. Yeah. And absorption, you know, yeah. how is the individual engaging with the word of God and how is the individual absorbing the word of God? Because we all know that when that happens, then that individual is transformed. That's that's right. Or yeah. God's word is living and exactly. active, sharper than exactly. any dead religious sword. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's alive. Yeah. So 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 did, did did your team actually produce all of the videos? And uh, how did you go about doing that, especially given it's the word of God? And I'm sure you have to be careful about the, the cultural and all those different things when you're bringing something like the word of God to, to a visual medium. Correct. Uh, well, actually, the Lumo in and of itself is the vision 
of a producer in England. Her name okay. is Hannah Leader. And she felt um, around 2014, 2015, really felt like the Lord was calling her to do this. Hmm. It was like, hey, let's, you know, let's show who Jesus truly was that looks like Jesus, you know, and yeah. all of that and make it more cultural relevant for the times. Yeah. And so she poured everything she had into starting the project. Hmm. And that's when she realized that she needed help. Hmm. So mm -hmm. a very generous organization um, that continually blesses projects like this mm -hmm. stepped in and basically helped her finish everything by providing mm -hmm. the finances. Mm -hmm. When I started working in early 2017 mm -hmm. with this, the movies were done. Wow, were really? Done. Okay. Yes, okay. they were done. Okay. And it was just more like, okay, they're done. So let's just put our foot on the pedal. Let's see what yeah. we can do with distribution and how can we scale the languages? Like how many languages yeah. could we pull this off with? And, yeah. you know, what could we do? And so it's been an amazing, amazing ride. But no, Hannah is a very gifted, godly woman um, whose passion is definitely film. I mean, mm -hmm. that's her entire career has been mm -hmm. this. And so you can see it by the quality of it. Mm -hmm. And what she did with Lumo in particular is she did have theologians involved. Mm -hmm. And she had experts in, you know, while the filming was taking place so they could advise on X, Y, or C. Now, for example, the Old Testament narrative that we're working on now, with that one, we actually even set up a, a committee, mm -hmm. like an editorial committee. Mm -hmm. And that committee had two theologians. It had members from our team, but then it also had members from other ministries, okay. including Jesus Film, Faith Comes by Hearing, Sure. SIL, you know, we just wanted it to already feel from that point as a, hey, we're all in this together. Yeah, I love that collaboration. That's, yeah, exactly. Uh, so great. it's exciting. Yeah. So, so it sounds like, like the Lumo project or the initial initial four gospels was already created, and so you stepped in to provide a distribution aspect for that. So, so right. we'll talk about the languages in a little bit, but. But, but first, how did how have you gone about getting the word out about Lumo and uh, uh, I'm just go, going about distributing it? You know, it's interesting you're asking me that because just yesterday I was on a call with different ministries, you know, around the world and mm -hmm. um, all of them are using Lumo in some extent mm. or another. And a few of them said you know, Tessie, the issue here with Lumo is, and the, the man that said this is a man that um, has been in ministry with media for more than 40 years. Hmm. And so he says, I have never seen something scale this quickly hmm. in my entire life doing this. 
And so he asked, how did that happen? And I told him, I said, the truth is nobody had anything to do with it. It was just all God. Wow. And um, yeah. the fact that it scales so quickly in and of itself lets you know that it was just God who did it and it was not human or yeah. human effort. Of course, yeah. I would like to see us as collaborating with the Lord in it. But yeah. to answer to answer specifically your question, what I quickly did when I started, and it was just me at the time, you know, is I started analyzing who had been using it, what is the potential of who could use it. Mm -hmm. And I started making phone calls. And mm -hmm. I just knew, I knew that if some of the major ministries in the world started using it, then the word will spread out. Yeah. And yeah. and then of course, so that was really the first few months on the job per se. That's part of what I was doing day in and day out. Wow. But again, I'm telling you, after that, it just seemed like God just stepped in and said, Tessie, just get out of the way. I got mm. this. <laughs> that is so awesome. And that's, you know, I think it was Henry Blackaby that said, see where God is working and join him there. And, Amen. Uh, exactly. And, and you're, I mean, that doesn't negate the effort that we have to do and picking of up the course, phone, making those course. phone calls, making those connections. I think a lot of times in, in a digital age in which we live, we think that, man, everything has to be, you know, develop your email campaign, develop your social media campaign, which yeah. those are important, but you can't forget the human touch. Right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And for us, you know, one of the biggest questions that I had at the beginning was, and I'm going to use a business terminology, but I uh -huh. think everybody's familiar with it. I thought, okay, are we supposed to be more B2B or B2C? Sure. Yeah. You know, and the conclusion was that our focus is definitely B2B, no, you that's, know, yeah, and, yeah, and that's, that's how we, and so once that became clear that that needed to be our focus, that it, that was definitely another turning point in the first six months where we could just accelerate as much as we could. We do we do take care of some of the social media aspects. I mean, like we have a presence, we have a YouTube channel, mm -hmm. website, but even that we see it more as a way of supporting the partner. Sure, sure. We're not doing it for us directly to reach the consumer. Yeah. We're just saying if we create awareness, then we're supporting the partner. That's great. So you are empowering ministries by providing them this resource free of charge and yes. uh, to be able to uh, multiply the kingdom and you got it that's 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 great so so how are you able to do this w without charging the ministries anything or, or what's your you know what's your revenue model the revenue model is that we have um amazing generous financial partners mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. and so and that their heart and their passion is exactly for us to do what we're doing. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. And that's in, in, empowered you to be able to get Lumo, the, or the, the four gospels into how many languages now? So we, the goal had always been to finish this year, 2021, mm -hmm. with a thousand languages. Wow. And I can tell you that we're going to exceed that. Is that right? It's, yeah. We're going to exceed that. And as of right now, 
we are at about 890 or something like that, give or take. Okay. okay. It changes every day. So how, how, talk me through that process. What does that look like getting, uh, translating it into that many, scaling that fast? I mean, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely another gut thing. And it's a huge testimony of partnership and collaboration. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning, we kind of thought of the world languages as what are the major languages and what are the minor languages? Mm Mm-hmm. And so for the major languages, the Bible media group team is the one that dubbed a lot of those. Okay. Almost yep. 70 of them, you yep. know, give or take. Yeah. But then I found out about a ministry I had never heard of, and it was called Faith Comes by Hearing. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind that my entire life prior, even though it was in the Christian sector, it was in the for-profit sector. Sure. So stepping sure. into this was also very new to okay. us. Okay. And then realized, okay, here's a ministry that has been recording the Bible yeah. in audio, word for yeah. word, for years. Yeah. So technically, those dubbings already existed. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about a... God moment. Yeah. You know, yeah. every time I think about that, I get goosebumps. And I remember yeah. thinking when, when I, you know, when we put two and two together with that, I remember saying, wow, okay, wait a minute. This is a, for such a time as this moment. Yeah. yeah. And not yeah. only that, why would we even think of dubbing those languages ourselves talk about a colossal misuse and mismanagement of God's resources. Yeah. Why reinvent the wheel, right? So then we develop a very solid partnership with faith comes by hearing. Uh-huh. I would say the way the word partner seems short or mm-hmm. not enough. Uh, I consider them more family mm-hmm. than anything else. And what they have done with Lumo, uh, mm-hmm. gospel films, it's incredible, incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, praise God for that. Yeah, I you know, just love to see that that collaboration yeah. and and like you said at the top of the, top of the the program, uh, Tessie is a, the the mission is, is from the kingdom for the kingdom, and mm-hmm. yeah, that you can really uh, you really Correct. sense that, really see that. Yeah, yeah. So so how? How exactly do you measure success for the Lumo project? Wow. Okay. See, you're you're getting me in a good way. This is really good. <laughs> We're actually starting to to grapple with that. Yeah. Um, exactly how do we measure? Now, all of our partners that use Lumo, and we right now have 170 ministries mm-hmm. globally that are using Great. Lumo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all required to report to us. Mm-hmm. That's, in other words, that's our, our only requirement is actually that. Mm-hmm. No money, mm-hmm. no anything. Just report back to us. Let us know what's happening and how Lumo is being used. Yeah. And in that space, then what you have is that different people use them different ways. Like mm-hmm. we recently 
looked at it and you have that Lumo is being either used online, broadcast. Hmm. Some have even created physical products, hmm. mobile apps, in-person showings, and hmm. church showings. Wow. Wow. So each of those categories would have almost its own measuring. Like how do you measure yeah. success within that? So what we really try to do is keep up with, okay, how many people engaged with the films on apps? Mm -hmm. uh, how many people, what's the estimate on broadcast, mm -hmm. you know, and going on down the list? Well, I, I really appreciate how you, know, you haven't placed the, I don't know if the burden or uh, of actually developing the channels themselves. You're providing high quality content holding it with an open hand and saying here ministry, however you want to use this, you can use Correct. it and letting them use their creativity, their expertise and, and partnering with over 170 ministries uh, worldwide. That's uh, it, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Hey, can you share, can you share with us just uh, uh, one or two changed lives that you've heard back from people who have, who have been, whose lives have been impacted by Lumo project and the gospels. You know, there have been so many, I, one of my all-time America, and the way he tells his testimony is he was ready to commit suicide. Hmm. And a friend of him, a friend of his, mm -hmm. caught him and told them, that's it, I'm taking you to this place tonight where I heard they're going to be showing a movie and hopefully, you know, like to distract them. Mm -hmm. Well, even the other friend, the friend didn't know that the movie they were showing was Lumo. So both the friend and this teenage guy that was trying to kill himself gave their life to the Lord. Hmm. And now they're both serving in their church that, you know, and everything. And it's just, just to think, that someone just a few hours before yeah. was about to yeah. kill himself. And then yeah. just a few hours later, the Lord intercepted his life and that's wow. it. Wow. Um, yeah, another one, this one is more comical and at the same time uh, dramatic. This one happened in India mm -hmm. and a couple wanted to show the film in their house mm -hmm. well the part that they were at in india was very um what would be the right word it, it wouldn't be allowed mm. it just wouldn't be allowed mm -hmm. that's not a good thing it would be religious christianity and a no-no mm -hmm. so some people came to the house they started watching the movie and then some neighbors realized what was going on and they called the authorities. Well, that basically meant that this couple would have gotten arrested and who knows what would have happened. Yeah. When the people inside watching Lumo realized what was going on, they started praying. And when the authorities showed up, it was like a dramatic change of heart. They actually got angry with the neighbors and said, why did you call us to complain about this? 
Hmm. These people have the right to watch whatever they want to watch. You go back to your own house. Hmm. Well, one of the officers, you know, that was there taking care of that, ended up going inside to watch the film too and ended up giving his life to the Lord. Wow. Wow. So. Isn't isn't that uh, just humbling to be able to know that, you know, your work in connecting ministries, connecting content with ministries, and, and then being able to to connect with uh, faith comes by hearing to create it in different languages. And, and I really, it really sounds like your role as a, as a connector and a distribution partner Correct. to help, to help change lives. And uh, yeah, that's, that, that's Amen. gotta be encouraging and humbling for you to get those Amen. stories. And we've yeah. had some funny stuff. We had one situation in India where someone was going to show the movie in, in a field mm-hmm. and the screen projector they were going to put up broke huh. not the projector the the screen, screen i guess the screen yeah, yeah, the yeah. Screen, not yeah. The, yeah the screen well they projected the movie on the side of a white cow a cow yes a live cow yes i have a photo <laughs> of it that's crazy yeah and it happened it happened towards the end of the, there was only like 10 15 minutes left uh-huh. so when they realized that was you know, now the screen breaks down, all that. They wanted to finish the movie and somebody decided. So they bring this cow and they, you know, roped her to the tree and uh-huh. they yeah, held it. And then that's how everybody finished watching Lumo. Well, well, if I'm not mistaken, cows in India are sacred. Correct. And so how fitting to have the, the story of Jesus <laughs> being displayed Correct. on one of their, their sacred, uh, sacred animals. Correct. And, uh, the gospel coming to them. Huh. I know. You're right. You're right. And I, I have a photo of that. The the ministry that was sponsoring that showing took a photo yeah. and emailed it to me the next day and said, hey, we have a new idea for you. This is your <laughs> new screens. And I just couldn't believe it. It was insane in a good way. It was just hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man, that's 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 really Really neat. And how you're able to still hear those stories back from the field directly. That's got to be yep. encouraging. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the new project that you're working on, the Old Testament, the Covenant. And mm-hmm. um, like, are, are you developing that the same way where you're partnering with a, another group to actually do the film and do the production? Or just talk to us what that looks like. It's the same. We went back to Hannah, the mm-hmm. leader, okay. and we said, hey, how would you feel about doing this? And of course, yeah. she loved it. So it, it's the same crew, same okay. producers, directors, everything. Great. Um, you know, the pandemic delayed it. It was supposed to be done by the end of 2020. Okay. And now okay. we're looking at the end of this year. Okay. So it really shifted it a whole year. Sure. And that's fine. You know, I've been saying at the end of the day, these are God's films. Mm-hmm. And so he's got the timing for it. And and we can do this. Well, it took um, him a lot longer to write the whole Old Testament. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, and so the covenant is is not it's actually not going to cover the entire Old Testament. Okay, it's going to cover <clears throat> just um, the scrolls. Okay, the you scrolls, know, and, which would be the Pentateuch. So yes, those are the books that we're using, and we're using specific stories in it. It's mm-hmm. still word for word. 
So of course that posed a big challenge because you can't tell them in their entirety. So the editorial committee that I mentioned earlier, their task was, okay, we're going to tell the story of Moses, mm. let's say. And when they tell the story of Moses, it is still word for word. Mm -hmm. It's Bible. There's no dialogue at it, no mm -hmm. anything. It was just a matter of selecting the verses of the portions of the story. Sure. But yeah. the whole thing is being told through the eyes of Ezra. So think mm -hmm. of Ezra stepping into the temple mm -hmm. and he rolls out the scrolls and he says, I have to share some stories with you. Mm -hmm. So the same voice you're going to hear with Ezra is the same voice that sure. then it starts telling you those stories. Great. That's, that's really creative. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's funny. That, that just brings me back a flashback. So when I was in high school, believe it or not, I mean, many, many years ago, uh, I, we had a Sunday school teacher that challenged us to actually memorize the book of Philippians. Wow. And, and then she, she's super motivational, super creative. So then we actually put on a production of the book of Philippians. And that's exactly how she started it. We, we had, uh, I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was Timothy or one of the other, uh, whoever was the scribe, we had Paul standing over his shoulder saying, now, what have I written so far? And uh -huh. you know, students would, would basically recite what had been written so far. And yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. So that's a very creative way for introducing, introducing the, yeah, the, the Pentateuch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love great. it. And yeah. for us, part of the goal is that one of the things we realized as we started working with Lumo more and more is that there were four groups that still needed help connecting mm -hmm. the dots. Mm -hmm. Like why exactly did this man have to die? You know, oh, it, sure. so, so, so when you start telling the story right away from the gospels, there's still a huge gap for them to understand. And so yeah. those four groups are the Buddhist, mm -hmm. Hindus, and animist. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you know, we say for the atheist as well. Mm -hmm. So we kind of did it with those four in mind. Hmm. And it's just to start connecting the dots for them. So if we yeah. start telling them yeah. the stories from the Old Testament, then they can like I said, connect the dots to, oh, okay, we How get it. All it points to Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. we had, a, okay, here's another story that is one of the ones that led me to, led us, the team, to start thinking mm -hmm. about doing the covenant. And this happened in, in a Buddhist nation. Mm -hmm. And this team was trying to witness to this young man and the guy just couldn't understand. He had seen Luma, couldn't understand it. Hmm. So they kept explaining it to him. And he finally goes, okay, okay, I think I get it. I get it. You're saying that your God created my God <laughs> and, you know, yeah. whatever else. And so, you know, everybody chuckled because like, okay, you're getting warm. You're getting yeah. warm, you know, yeah. but, you know, he had to, that was the process. Like, yeah why so that's that's the goal with that oh i'm that that's fascinating because because i'm sure you look at the 
the accounts that you choose to pull out and use differently when you use that lens in, in, in helping them see a picture of who God is, paint that picture of who God is, why the gospel had to come, which was the fall of man, and, mm -hmm. and pulling out all those stories that point to the uh, how, how man has fallen and how God has provided a way of redemption through Jesus. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Amen. You got it. And in the same way, I mean, that's really what all of scripture is about, right? And so in some ways, you know, you could pick any of the stories and you could point them there, but still looking at it yeah. through the lens of the Hindu and the and the Buddhist and those. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. That's really, really helpful. Yeah. yeah. Tessie, this has been really fun for myself just to learn more about the Lumo project and see how how uh, um, God's using it to impact lives around the globe, around the world, and, mm -hmm. and how your creativity is, is continuing to come out. And uh, we look forward to seeing the covenant when it comes out. I hope Thank uh, you. Let, let me know when it comes out. Um, yeah, we'll do, we'll do. Yeah. So, so what is one book or blog or resource that you've read recently that's, that you can share with our audience? Oh. Okay, so let me just say that I'm kind of an avid reader, so I'm uh -huh. never reading one book at once. I'm always reading like two or three at once. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so right now, hard copy books or Amazon Kindle or e-reader or what do you? I like everything. the I like them in my hands. Okay, okay. Yeah, and do you so, mark up the books? Do you mark up your books? Yes, yes, I do. Great. I do, and then I write notes. Uh -huh. Not on the books, but on a notebook. And uh -huh. yeah, what can I, I guess after so many years in publishing, what can I say? Sure, sure. So the two that I'm reading right now is Change Your World by John Maxwell and Rob Hoskins. Hmm. And it's amazing. Hmm. Just loving it because it really combines, you know, it's not really a leadership book per se. It's really mm -hmm. about... All of us are leaders. So then mm -hmm. what can you do to change your world where you're at? Hmm. And if everybody starts doing it little by little, then hmm. now we have the whole impact. Mm -hmm. And then the other one that I just started reading, it was just published, is Holy Vulnerability. Hmm. And that one is by Kelly Fabian. I had never heard of her. Okay. Uh, NAF Press published the book. Okay. And pretty amazing. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, vulnerability is something that's uh, sorely needed in. Uh, oh, I, in I, by personality, so, yeah. yeah, by personality, I struggle with it so bad. That's why it mm. drew me to the title. Yeah. That's always been something that the Lord's always talking to me about, saying, "Tessie, you know, be vulnerable, be open, yeah. you know, that kind of thing." So. Well, it's so easy for us to put on masks and to, that's right. uh, to say that's what right. we think other people and the fear of man and that's and, right uh, and all those things. So and we want so, everyone yeah. to know we want everyone to know that we're doing okay and that our ministry mm -hmm. is doing good and yeah. you know yeah. But well, I'll have to look that one up. I have I have not heard of that one either. So yeah, I, yeah. Like I said, it literally just came out. I think last week, maybe something like that. Okay. Okay, great. Well, you are a, more well-read than I am. I could, my <laughs> rule of thumb, I usually wait until they first come out. And then when I have a book recommended by two or three people, that's when mm -hmm. it's like, okay, this must be worth my time and effort to actually read it. So 
I, I wish I were as a voracious a reader as you were, but uh, maybe one <laughs> of these days, maybe one of these it's days. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. I get it. So Tessie, how can people best get a hold of you? So the best thing to do is email info, I-N-F-O, at LUMO, L-U-M-O, project, altogether, no, nothing in between, dot com. And so that is where we have a team that when they receive all those emails, then, you know, they filter them as to where do they need to go. And we're pretty fast with it. We're committed to answering within 24 hours. Great. Good. So it's info at lumoproject.com. You can also go to the website, lumoproject.com. I know they have a YouTube channel and they're on version and several other yep. platforms. And so I just really encourage you to go and check them out there and, and reach out to, to Tessie and her team if you have any questions or, or want to partner with them. They're, uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic resource. It, it really is. Tessie, thank you so much for joining us today. This is super, no, super helpful, you, super Dad. learning, super, uh, just super insightful. And uh, we truly wish you um, God's best as you continue to use kingdom resources to reach the kingdom. Thank you. And uh, do you mind if I pray for you and the people listening? That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, let's do it. Lord, we just thank you so much for what you're doing in the world today. Lord, I know that sounds almost comical given the pandemic and everything that the world is experiencing. But the truth mm. is you are moving. Yes, Lord. You're moving. And so, Lord, I thank you for Chad. I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for the call that you have on his life. And Lord, I thank you that this podcast is going to continue. It's already being used to just create that network and that mm -hmm. partnership and that collaboration among ministries. Mm -hmm. And I pray for anyone listening to this podcast as well, that they also will be renewed in their commitment to serve you hmm. and that they will just be energized with new projects, new things to do, new visions. Mm -hmm. It's in your son's name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That was very kind no, of you. No, That's no, no. Thank you. You just heard Tessie's heart for collaboration and how God has used that approach to scale Bible Media Group's outreach. We welcome you to collaborate with other like-minded ministries by participating in the Ministry Benchmark Study. You'll gain keen insights on how your digital outreach is performing. Learn more at 5q.com benchmark. That's F-I-V-E-Q.com benchmark. Thanks so much for listening. I want to remind you to keep learning, keep growing, and stay faithful to your calling.